0: following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrum and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up you cool cats and kittens? Welcome to episode 36 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, it's WrestleMania weekend. Uh, well, yay! Second day at least. Uh, it's been a yeah. weird WrestleMania this year. Uh, it's no secret that uh, WrestleMania is inside of uh, a glorified uh, Planet Ex- or not Planet Express, Planet Fitness. Essentially, they're they're stuck at the Performance Center, unfortunately, due to the uh, ongoing COVID nineteen coronavirus situation. And uh, very weird, very weird time. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it does look nice. The set looks nice, but uh, it is very strange. I still can't get over uh, empty arena wrestling.
0: No, and look, we kind of talked about the, a little bit about that um, off, you know, off camera, off the yeah. Uh, like I saw everybody, everybody talking about the well before I before I started watching the the match, the Undertaker, uh, Lucha Underground extravaganza, I. I tuned in to, to try and watch the pre-show Drew Gulak versus Cesaro because I was like, I mean, if hey, if, if all else, it, you know, this is a this is a Cesaro and uh, Drew Gulak match, which it's got to be good. Yeah, it's got to be good. You know. Yeah. Uh, and what'd you think? I couldn't get into it. I was maybe like two minutes. I got maybe like two minutes into it, and I just I can't watch a wrestling show. Uh, with with no no crown there because it's, it's not the same you know and that's
1: very strange
0: yeah and, and hey if you're listening to this and getting upset saying but by all means if you enjoy it that's fine uh, it's just something that i i can't get into i I've tried, and it's, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, but I did see a lot of people online, you know, r- ranting and raving about the Boneyard match, which uh, you're either in, in one or the other, one group or the other. You love it or you hate it. Dave, have you gotten a chance to watch it?
1: Uh, I watched, like, a real truncated version that someone posted on YouTube. Um, I don't know. I got mixed opinions on it. Like, it, it's got... I mean, this is, to the uninitiated of this match, I would say it's, a, it's like, the bastard child of, like, the Hardy compound stuff, the, like the Broken Hardy, uh, Final Deletion type things, and, like, Lucha Underground, except, like, no crowd to, to play off of. Um, I will say the Undertaker looked pretty good. Like, the last couple of WrestleManias, he looked a little rough, I thought. Um, and this format, at least, they could do some creative editing, give them a chance to take a break. Um, but it's just—it's so weird seeing two guys. Let's let's be honest. Pro wrestling is play fighting, and half—I'd say more than half—of the allure of wrestling is the crowd getting into it, you know. And then that helps you pretend it's not fake. But when there's just two guys, and there's really slick movie editing. It just looks like a student film, maybe, or someone's trying to pitch some weird Fight Club horror movie. I don't
0: know. It very it's much seemed it, it very much seemed like it was a uh, one of the one of those uh, full sale students, like senior project, and they got yeah. their, they got their it, Uncle Alan and uh, the other taker to to help them out with it. Uh, which I don't know yeah. if you have you I don't know if you ever heard the story of Danny Trejo. How God bless Danny Trejo. Um, he'll just like He's a treasure. Yeah, I think he lives in like Southern California, and he'll just show up to film schools and be like, "Hey, do uh, you guys need me for something? Like, I'll, i would be, I'd more than love to help you guys out in like your student films." So uh, there's in various California film schools, uh, there's a lot of them that star Danny Trejo, <laughs> just out of the kindness of. I his mean, heart. I, I
1: think he's got the record for being in the most films ever of any actor. Really? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a definite thing.
0: Well, I mean, I listen. Can't get enough of fucking Danny Trejo. He's always one of my favorites. Um, yeah. But going back to the Bone Yarn match, again, I and you know, I hated it. I'm sorry. Like that's just it's not my wrestling. I understand some people like that kind of stuff. But even with like the Broken Universe, um, I think it was like the first Ultimate Deletion was like okay, this is a little fun. And then the novelty yeah. sort of wore off. Like I. I I understood the you know, the gist of it and hey look, this is someone this is coming from someone who uh was a penis druid, you right. know, and understood like uh how quote unquote dumb that segment was. But you know, again it's just Well I
1: think the main difference is that that and like the hardy stuff that's played for laughs. Mm-hmm. The boneyard match was done in earnest, which is like, uh.
0: yeah, very similar to the uh, the Bray Wyatt Ultimate Deletion thing that they tried to do a few years back, and yeah,
1: that's that's why it doesn't work. It's too it's taking itself too seriously, I think.
0: Yeah, and so at I least for me, yeah, definitely, no, de- definitely the same. And I I know a lot of people were excited about Biker Taker. I Never grew up with Biker Taker. Um, from my understanding, it was just like a. I think it was like a two, three year period where he was like, hey, "I don't want, I don't want to be this weird magician zombie anymore. Uh, I want to just be Mark." And they're like, "All right, you can go ahead and do whatever you want. You're the Undertaker." But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just wasn't my thing. And again, and if that's yours, that's your thing. By all means. You know, I, I I'm not going to fault someone for enjoying wrestling. I just, I watched that and then went gross and put on Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21 as a nice palate cleanser. Uh, but again, man, you know, to teach to, to their own. Um, yeah. but speaking of like movies and things being shot, uh, in the way of movies, uh, Marvel recently got a, they kind of shook things up, uh, not, because they wanted to but just with the way the world is right now they kind of had to push all their movie dates back um yeah mean yeah, black widow which was supposed to be coming out uh may i believe uh is now coming out in november in place of the eternals and everything just kind of got moved around which uh i mean kind of sucks because now we have to wait a little bit longer like yeah a uh, friend of the show, uh, Matt Nix, uh, owner of Freelance Wrestling, the official sponsor of the PWT cast. Um, we would often joke, like, no movies for just one year. You know, like, no movies and no wrestling for just one year. Like, for one year, we'll just we'll take a break. You know, go recharge the batteries and uh, essentially, like, just come up with, like, really good stories and storylines for everything. And then you come back and you just crush it.
1: Be refreshed.
0: I think that's that I think we jinxed ourselves and now that's becoming a reality because yeah. Uh I mean everything's getting pushed back, you know, and uh when it comes to the Marvel movies I don't think it's the worst thing, you know, like specifically with uh Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Uh Scott's, Scott Derrickson, the the director, he left originally because uh his vision So sorry, a little burp there. His vision of the movie was not what he intended. And, uh, you know, him and Marvel just couldn't agree on it. So they kind of just amicably parted ways and uh, Sam Raimi was brought on board. And, you know, I mean, now it gives them more time to just sit there and kind of write, you know, do another draft. Yeah. You get, know?
1: It, get it right. Let it bake in the oven a little more.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you as the designer, you know your first draft of something isn't the one that you normally go with, you know?
1: No, I always go with the first
0: draft. You always go. Well, it's cause you, you know, uh, well, the rest of us plebes, you know, uh, <laughs> you yeah. usually have to do, you know, maybe, uh, an alteration here or there, just a smidge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, I think maybe it'll be good. Um, wasn't that excited for black widow. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, the black widow characters, one I've just never really had an affinity for. Right, I think she was best used in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. You know, and yeah,
1: that was probably that was probably peak Black Widow for me too.
0: Mm-hmm. And then even even so, you know, what, even so, yeah, a little bit more in like Civil War and uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, you know, I feel like those three movies, uh, that's that's as much scarjo as I as I really want. Uh, mm-hmm. But hey. <laughs> now you know i let's celebrate let's celebrate getting out of this uh pandemic hopefully by the time november comes around it'll everything will be fine and we'll be able to watch go to the movies i don't know how i don't know how like quickly i'm gonna rush the theaters though you know
1: well i i heard that like a lot of movie theaters are i guess there's a movie theater association they were talking about at least maybe for like a couple weeks or maybe a month that they would offer free movies to get people to get back into the theater. But I don't even know how something like that would work. Like, you know what I mean? If you're not getting any money, what's the point?
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Like that's just, and it's kind of like the argument right now with, um, not, putting them like on streaming platforms because i mean that look, let's be honest the minute you put it on one streaming platform it's going to just be pirated it. it's going to be pirated yeah. and everyone's going to have it um i would you know listen if they said hey you can purchase this movie for 24 hours for 20 bucks i'd say sure you know i i'd do that like there's there's some movies like i i've still and you know what, i'm gonna make it a mission of mine to to do so tonight um i'm going to uh watch the Invisible Man because I hear that movie's really good. Um and like that was one of those un Universal was kind of at the forefront of like hey all right, hey, these movies have been out for like a week or two. Um let's put it out on VOD. And I know a lot of people yeah. that have been watching these movies. I know The Hunt was one of them. Uh The Invisible Man as I mentioned. Disney just put uh onward. Onward, yeah. Onward they put it out. Uh so it's interesting. You know, it's interesting to see how that goes because yeah, I mean, you got to imagine, like, not a lot of people are going to want to go to the movies.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if I was a movie maker right now, I'd be a little panicky because, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of these movies are just putting so much money into, you know, the production and the marketing. And, you know, there's a lot of movies that are sitting there. Like Onward, Onward's a, a really good example. Disney, Pixar, normally a sure bet for uh, audiences, and they were like, this released at the wrong time. Let's rush it out on, uh, you know, our streaming service f- for some goodwill. But you know, there's also the flip side. There's some s- real stinkers that were probably coming out that could blame, you know, their poor performance on uh, lack of audience confidence. Like Bloodshot was horrible. Uh,
0: well, did,
1: you know, did you see Onward Bloodshot? Missed, I, no, I I don't want to say <laughs>
0: Well, but a lot of people
1: that saw it said it was, a, it was a steamy turd, you know? Well,
0: so Harley Quinn and the too-long-of-a-title uh, came out Your on VOD. Yeah. And uh, so did Bloodshot. And apparently Bloodshot, like, massively did way more business than than Harley Quinn. And, like, I saw some really? people getting upset about that. But, I mean, like, I don't – and. People were quick to, you know, cry sexism, which I think, you know, I think part of that does factor into, there's a lot of, uh a lot of bros out there who just, you know, who are like, God, Captain Marvel, you know, it was a massive flop. Yeah. You know, it made like a billion dollars. Like, <laughs> you know, sure it's not the most memorable of the Marvel franchise, but.
1: It's serviceable. Uh,
0: yeah, it's fine. It was okay. I saw it the one time, but I would also not call it a failure when it, made a billion dollars at the box office you know um so i know that movie came out or the harley quinn one came out and so the bloodshot and bloodshot like massively again outdrew it and people were upset about that but like can can you really be mad at like you know the audience telling you that they don't want harley quinn you know like i, I don't know that's always hard like i don't know if
1: they don't want harley quinn i don't think they want the harley quinn that was given to them. I think uh, Margot Roby did pretty well in Suicide Squad. And then, I, I don't know, just got a little full of herself on this. And, you know, I think in her head, she thought she was the Ryan Reynolds. Uh, you know how Ryan Reynolds was to his Deadpool. I think she thought she was that to Harley Quinn and just missed the mark. I think so.
0: Yeah. I don't know. No, I definitely feel, and like, I mean, maybe, hey, maybe we're the wrong, uh, maybe we're the wrong ones to be, you know, talking about. Could be. Yeah. (laughs) You know, maybe if you got like a a woman's perspective on this, it would be, uh, it'd be different, but yeah I don't know. You know, I've had, I've talked about it numerous times. I was super excited. And I thought, I think she was a fine Harley Quinn, you know? Yeah. Again, I think you said serviceable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she, she was serviceable as Harley Quinn, uh, but I don't Just know. Just doing
1: like a, a fake Birds of Prey movie, and, you know, they were really trying to do a female Deadpool, and it's a little pastiche, you know?
0: Hey, speaking of DC Comics, um, did you hear, uh, or DC in general, because we're talking about Harley Quinn, but did you hear what DC Comics is doing, or rather not doing now? What? Uh, they're no longer releasing uh, physical uh, media. Oh,
1: so there there is a little bit of a controversy going on there. So um, AT&T owns DC. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Dan DiDio stepped down as the editor-in-chief abruptly. Um, and a lot of people think it's because they are doing... AT&T wants DC to do something called Generation 5 or, or 5G, which is really lame, uh, where they're kind of mixing up all the stories um, in a very strange way. And I think there was a little bit of backlash at the at the DC offices. And they said if this this 5G initiative doesn't work, that they might not make comic books anymore. And apparently that might be what's going on right now
0: yeah which is like it's super weird it's
1: so weird now my dream fanboy scenario is that uh mama disney swings by and picks up dc and then we finally have a marvel dc like they they did something in the 90s called amalgam comics where they kind of mashed the universes together Mm -hmm. um it wasn't great (laughs) like they mashed up batman and uh Wolverine and they made a character called Dark Claw.
0: Oh um, yeah, I've I've seen I've seen those. Yeah. Going around.
1: Um they had Batman and Captain America fight to a stalemate. That was kinda cool. But like they, they did all these weird things. Um but now like we could actually have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, Blue Beetle, uh all in the same universe as Marvel. That would be so cool to me.
0: Oh, an interaction what? between Doctor Strange and fucking Doctor oh. Man. Oh.
1: could you imagine, like, what See, Marvel could I, do with DC?
0: These- yeah, like I don't think, I don't think that would happen just for the simple fact that, like, you know the the IP is more valuable to them, you know, because they would yeah. want to keep making. You know, there are, there's never going to not be like a Batman movie in development. Um, right. I I w- would have said the same for Superman, but they've just kind of given up on superman Yeah, it's very weird you know because i know uh so as of right now if you let's say you and i you know let's say we owned a scrum and stinks uh comic book shop uh my understanding is we would not be able to purchase any new dc titles you know so anything new dc that comes out you know can't do that if you wanted to purchase uh a long halloween or uh you know the dark knight rises any any older titles go ahead by all means buy all of them but just right. newer titles good luck you, you, you know you, you can't buy any of those which again just very weird very weird with with that going yeah. on um but i just and i thought it was interesting like i know i uh i don't know about you but like i like to still physically own the comics
1: yeah, I me personally, it's getting hard to own physical media like that anymore. But if I could, I would, for sure. To me, that's like the preferred way of you know there's nothing, there's nothing that's gonna change flipping a page and feeling the book in your hand. And I, I love Kindles, by the way, but you know There's just something about what's, what's, your, what's your favorite Apple. scent of Kindle? Huh?
0: <laughs> it was a well, bad fresh, joke
1: <laughs> fresh cut fresh cut grass or maybe a birthday cake
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry bad joke uh but no yeah like i don't know to me it's just like i like to physically like you know hold the book and and read it and but yeah. uh, listen i'm also the same guy who still buys dvds you know sure not even blu-ray still buys dvds especially with how cheap they are They're so cheap david um yeah i don't know you know it's weird i i think for the time being right now, Marvel's also said, Hey, we're not, you know, just to be safe, we're not shipping anything out, but there will still be Marvel stuff available. And I don't know, you know, it's, it's a very weird time for, for comics right now, because there's always like that conversation of, well, like, is anyone still reading this or what, what the fuck? What's, what's going on? Right. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, once, th- uh, I know I, I mentioned it, I think, um, one of the bonus episodes. It's been a conversation between you and I. I lose track. We 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 talk so much. Um, yeah, everything's blending in. <laughs> but I uh, I last night um, I was up. I was up pretty late. Dave, I was up till yeah. about seven in the morning. And uh, part of it is that one, I started watching Dave on FX, which is Little Diggy show. Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. I'm in love with the with the girl who plays his girlfriend. Who she looks like Amelia Clark almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very I almost I had to stop and like go IMDB it because I thought it was Amelia Clark. Um, but I'm in love with her. Uh but I was watching it because I was waiting for uh The Warriors and uh God of War 4 to download on my PlayStation. Which shout out uh Sony, they're running some Ridiculous sale! I bought both those games for twenty bucks. The
1: Spring sale,
0: yeah. Yeah, they're spring sale. Both of them for a combined twenty, not twenty each. A combined twenty. So I was playing a little bit of the Warriors, which was it was fun getting back into it because you know, I've, and I've mentioned how I spent, you know, I spent a whole summer. I spent so much time just playing that video game, so it was fun, kind of just going back to your childhood and like, uh, it's, it's not like uh you know they didn't redo it or anything, so the graphics are still like playstation 2 graphics oh. um but man i was up all night playing god of war 4 and it was good i didn't get as far as i wanted to because again i had i was already up um but uh, it's so good like it reminded me yeah, one looks beautiful like it looks uh, oh my it's a chef's kiss you know if there was a yeah a chef kiss emoji that would be the only way to describe how this game looks and yeah it's so fucking it's it's amazing like i you know again i was a fan of the first three games and you don't i mean so far they haven't really delved much into his past like i know um as far as i got there was a shady character that showed up and uh you know was kind of bringing up his past but that's as far as i've gotten so far The,
1: the conor mcgregor guy balder
0: yeah the guy who looked just like conor mcgregor yeah him you know they, you know i beat the shit out of him and one i forgot how violent those video games are yeah because like holy shit is it uh a lot of just ripping people blood. in half
1: yeah blood all over everything
0: um but no man it's it was really good and i th- i think i'm going to start playing video games again
1: you're getting the bug man
0: I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah, well like I had mentioned before, you know, I've I've really only stuck with two games like religiously, and those have been like the Pokemon series of games and Kingdom Hearts. Uh I've played other ones before in the past, you know, I've mean, the aforementioned Warriors, uh God of War, Bioshock, but I mean hell, I, I only bought a Playstation Three to play God of War Three. Yeah, that was the last that came out on the PS three, correct?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: I like, I only bought one just to play that because I started working, had some money saved, and I was like, fuck it. This is how I like, I i literally remember I just, it was like, oh, I was like, I really don't want to. I think I was like a soft or a junior, and I was like, I don't want to go to my eighth period. So I just left, and I'm like at the bus stop, and like the bus, the bus drives by, and there's like an ad for God of War, and I was like, I just really go buy that. And I just went and bought it. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm pretty excited about delving back into that because I don't know, you know, it's just, it's fun. Uh, I just I need to get it like a recliner though because I'm currently just sitting in my bed playing and it's not good.
1: Yeah, I can't like I gotta be like I have an office chair for when I play and I I can't lean back. I have to like lean into the TV almost. I I can't play in a relaxed type of a position.
0: But you've also got that big comfy recliner though.
1: That's true, yeah, but I, I never sit in it, though. Really? Yeah, I, I just, especially if I'm playing games, I got, like, a little office chair, and that's that's my gaming chair.
0: Well, no, I mean, I'm, I fully plan on immersing myself into that, which, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, thankfully, we don't have that much work, um, which is kind of yeah. a downside, because I'm like, no, I'd much prefer to be working instead of playing video games, but, I mean the work being a little slow. I know I saw, uh, we mentioned, um, uh, the bonus episode that, uh, you know, we had an upcoming spring fling sale. I, I know I saw Ryan post or or tweet that, uh, he's delaying it for a little bit. So, you know, uh, I imagine when that comes out, you know, uh, we'll be a little bit busier at the shop. Um, sure. If if the government, which will be nice. Yeah. Which will be nice because again, uh, it's not fun when <laughs> there's not much to do there's, uh,
1: and there's a lot of uncertainty just looming over everything. Yeah,
0: you know, it's always just like, oh man, like what's going on? Cuz yeah. yeah, it's but that's not fun. Um but you know what was fun was finally finishing Tiger King.
1: Oh, and so what did you think now that it's all done?
0: So I, I uh One thing that I keep seeing people talk about online, uh, and it's kind of like the general consensus consensus is that people, a lot of people saying like, what? Look, there's two of these weird sexual predators that, and like, you guys are obsessing over this one lady who killed her creepy husband? Like, Yeah. This lady pretends to be innocent, you know Carol Baskins, which I'm sorry yeah. we're we're gonna get into. This, I mean, I guess spoilers, so probably go ahead like ten minutes.
1: But but I will say if you haven't seen it by now and you're in quarantine or whatever, you're probably not gonna watch it anyway. So
0: yeah, correct.
1: I think we're amongst friends right now.
0: Yeah, you know I'm I'm sure I'm sure Ryan Mears, Ryan. I'm sure you've seen it, right? Yeah, I think he Pardon? nodded. I think he nodded. Yes, Ryan yeah. Mears, friend of the show. Um. Oh. Yeah, no, not Barkin Barking, barking full on Cena. Yeah. He had the he had the yeah. Joe Exotic mustache for a day or two.
1: Yeah, he's he's living it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. We're all his little tigers. Um, which there was the one scene where the woman got her arm like ripped off by a tiger, and she's like, "Yeah, I went back to work," and I was like, "Yeah." I saw myself in that where I'm like, oh, that, <laughs> I was like, I I'm Saf. That is me. I I totally would get my arm." ripped off by a machine and come back and be like no it's fine it was my fault not the machines um but yeah like i just again hate carol baskins it's mostly mostly if not for the fact that like joe exotic and doc Antle know that they're pieces of shit yeah like they're
1: very well aware
0: they're very yeah they're self-aware um you know it's a lot of like i'm a terrible person but and you know like they kind of go into their things like one they at least pay their employees because carol baskins she also runs this creepy cult where she doesn't pay any of her employees it's it's on this like weird shirt colored tv system
1: yeah and she's like uh uh well they'll do it for free so why pay them
0: yeah which is like what like are you are you proud of purposely exploiting yeah. these people because yeah,
1: you're preying upon their kindness?
0: Yeah. Like that's very fucked up. Like that's, that's not something I would brag about ever, you know? Yeah. So very weird, but I mean, Hey, to teach to their own, but yeah, I, I just hate how she just tries to play innocent through all this. Like, no, like you, you murdered your husband and I'm, I'm sorry. Clearly. I'm, clearly I don't know. Yeah. Allegedly allegedly murdered her husband in uh, our opinion in my opinion but i'm not gonna like get over that like that's not something uh, you know and yes it sucks that like joe exotic would get these guys i mean he's clearly the most charismatic like you you hear everyone talk about like the charisma on this guy he knows how to talk like he knows what he's doing yeah but at but at the same time like it doesn't really excuse the fact that, like, he would get these young guys... First off, he, he kept talking these straight guys into marrying him. <laughs> like, Which is...
1: A, a, that's a skill.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, it's... You know, I can't get... I, I can't get most girls to text me back, let alone, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, that's That'd be the equivalent of me getting three gay girls to fall in love with me, you know? Right. Uh, you're Very Chasing Amy-like. Um, but... Yeah, he, he's, you know, he gets these guys hooked on meth and buys some cars and buys some drugs. And it's just, it's very fucked up. Very weird. Like, you know, it, I mean, I I think to where he ran for governor and, you know, much like anyone who wants to run for governor, uh, hires their campaign manager from Walmart, you know, hires the person in charge of like the gun and ammo department of Walmart, hires them as as their campaign Which- manager.
1: By the way, that guy seemed like he was done with all this
0: shit. Oh, this poor guy! This poor guy sat there and watched one of Joe's husbands shoot himself in the head because this guy was so oh, fucked up on drugs. Like, how and,
1: crazy was that?
0: And they show you the video of it's literally because of the way the camera's facing. It's just his reaction.
1: Yeah, he's directly under the camera. And you
0: kind messing of messing
1: around with a gun,
0: and you see him look over like, "Come on, Travis."
1: And then, oh my God!
0: Yeah, like he literally, his mouth says, "Oh my God!" But he's just like Travis, Travis, and yeah, so fucked up. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I think it's a good thing Doc Antle. You know, at the end of the documentary, Doc Antle's weird thing got raided by the FBI. I, I looked them up recently on Instagram. Like, it appears that they're still running, unfortunately, but. Yeah, that guy was a fucking creep too. Like, the yeah. one part where they bring in the girl and she talks about, uh, you know, like they forced me to get these breast implants. Uh, they.
1: He had the healing power of his penis.
0: Yeah, it was just very. Like, this dude was straight up running a sex cult. He had like four yeah. wives, three, four wives. Very weird. Very strange man. And as the thing everyone in this documentary is. Oh weirdo there's Jeff that one guy who the swinger who buys or who tricks Joe Exotic yes, into yeah. selling him his his zoo along with at least in my opinion clearly setting Joe up to you know to make it seem like he was trying to kill Carol Baskin you, you know he it's like Which, doc- okay.
1: now Joe Exotic said several times he wanted to kill her but like We've all been that way about someone. Oh, God, I want to. But then you got like a real creep with like apparently the means to do stuff egging you on and taking it into reality, you know. Like, oh, you totally could. Here's how we would do it. Check out this Google map.
0: Hey, here, and here's my weird ex-convict friend uh, with teardrop tattoos because he's clearly killed people. Um, right, he, he can help you. Give him, Give him $5,000 yeah. and he'll help you.
1: Yeah, he was definitely the devil on Joe Exotic's shoulder.
0: And then there's that, uh, there's the other guy who, so he's, he's like rebuilding another zoo somewhere down in Ohio and he brings in another one of these creepy Tiger King dudes from like Ohio, I believe, or no, Illinois maybe. Um, And then it fucks that guy over. Like,
1: it's, uh, this guy seems like the type, you know, and it's sad that there's people like that, that. Can skate through life, screw people over, and still somehow, you know, their partner gets screwed and loses everything. And they come out, you know, driving a Ferrari, having swinger sex all the time and just living the time of his life seemingly unscathed. So, uh, but some people are like that. Some people get that kind of weird luck, you know.
0: Yeah, it's very, very unfortunate, you know, that. Yeah that we get through people um, or do we get people like that in life who just, you know,
1: they, they use people up
0: and they just jump around from person to person, just continuously doing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's that documentary kind of just left me shook. Like yeah. I, by default, I guess, uh, root for Joe. You know, especially because it very much seemed like he was over all of this and he was just ready to get back to uh, get, trying to live a normal life, which.
1: Well, and I think he realized by the end of it that he had been a piece of shit the whole time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I I don't know if it was on this or some other thing that I was watching of him. He's, he was talking about his chimpanzees and he's like, he's like, I look at these chimpanzees I had in cages this whole time. He's like, was I a scumbag? Did I deprive these chimps of being chimps their whole life? He's like, yeah, I think I did. And so he, it's nice to see someone have an epiphany and say, ah, oh, I was, I was an idiot. And maybe you know, he's old, but maybe he can uh, turn his stuff around. But
0: it reminded me a little bit of uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You know, of like, what? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you know, he yeah, very much reminded me of of Jordan Belfort, the the main character, where he's just like. You know the, the CIA agent would, I guess, be his uh, his Carol Baskins, because yeah, he knows what he's doing is wrong. He knows he's getting away with more than he should, and he's going to keep pressing his luck, and he's going to keep sweet talking his way out of it. You know, he's going to throw his money uh, at you when he can, but like at the end of the day, it is just this person is a you know you're rooting for the bad guy. Very similar to, I mean, even like Breaking Bad, you know, like you see Walter White become fucking the drug kingpin of
1: Heisenberg. Yeah. uh, yeah, Heisenberg, you know, and well, like in most media like that, and I think it ends up, you know, art imitating life and vice versa. But like you always see someone getting a hustle and it's a little dirty and then they end up making a lot of money. And then they just hang in too long or they try and do one step extra and then they die or they lose their fortune or they're broke now. I mean, like Walter White, that was one thing. This guy had a storage unit full of hundred dollar bills and could not stop. And now he's dead. Right. Spoiler alert. Um, or Scarface. Scarface was making a lot of money. He ended up dead because he just hung in too long. And same thing with uh, Joe Exotic, this guy was making so much money, they were saying, just traveling to malls and uh, getting people to pet tigers. And then, you know, he hung in way too long and now he's in jail. It's just a weird thing that seems to happen a lot with these type of stories.
0: And unfortunately, he's contracted Corona.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling he's talking to a lot of dudes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... He's a
1: very affectionate man.
0: Yeah, if there's one thing you know about Joe Exotic is...
1: He, he's, even his his husband Dylan said, "That's a, that's a man that needs a touching affection."
0: Yeah, and I'm <laughs> and just like, oh, buddy, body. this guy, you know, like he's like, I'm yeah. like a tiger in a cage now, and I'm like, ah, uh, I'm like, I think, uh, you know, I'm like, some of these dudes might also feel like they're trapped in a cage with you, you know, um. <laughs> but I mean, I, I enjoyed the documentary. You know, I was um uh, I was at my sister's house earlier, uh, and I was like telling them her and her boyfriend about the uh the show and they were just like what i'm like yeah and then it's fucked up when it gets to this part and they were like hold on what it's kind of same thing with uh with uh monica and michael uh you know uh, stupid michael friend of the show monica heredia yeah. friend of the show as well um i was talking to them about the show and they were like yeah we binge watched it in one night it's so fucked up and i'm like yeah like yeah. you almost have to
1: yeah, I'm surprised I haven't seen Michael just nonstop talking about Tiger King on his Facebook profile cuz once <laughs> that guy gets a hold of a bandwagon to jump on, he really rides that to the end.
0: Which Michael I was very happy to see him because like I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of you guys that haven't seen, you know, because we've all been self-quarantining, self-isolating. Um it, don't know if I mentioned it or not. Me and Mike, so we uh, we were generously gifted this uh, television for our studio. Yeah, uh, this beautiful, oh, yeah. <laughs> beautiful eighty-inch television, uh, and we. I am not good with mounting a television. I've never mounted a television before. I, I, to be honest, have zero concept of uh, what it is to mount a television. Right. Fortunately, uh, Michael, excellent handyman. You know, as for as much shit as we give him, you know, playfully of course, uh, yeah. very, very good with you know building things, installing things, uh, just a very good handyman. So he was like, oh, I, I can go ahead and you know mount it for you. So uh, got all the things, and <sighs> <laughs> uh, we spent a good two hours trying to mount this television. Unfortunately, the the wood inside of the wall. Uh, God knows how they fucking put this thing together because it is not like your typical wall. You know, like if you're trying to, uh, you you know, install something and you need to find, you know, the studs for, to, to put the screws into, uh, typically not that hard, you know, get yourself a stud finder. Easy, super easy. Right. This was like trying to find a goddamn needle in a haystack. Like, especially because like it kept going off where it was like, Oh, right here. And then, we drill a hole and we're like, "Where, where's the wood?" <laughs> you know, there's a lot of insulation. Um, so we were uh, unfortunately, this TV is uh, much like it has been for the better part of a week and a half, maybe two weeks now, uh, just laying flat on the floor. But it's it's a big enough studio, so yeah,
1: <laughs> not not taking we're up gonna, too much we're gonna space. We're going to turn it into a desk.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to use yeah use it as a desk. Yeah. Um, but you know, as we uh as we kind of run out this this Birdman episode of the PWT cast, this one long, long take. Uh, since it is WrestleMania week, or was WrestleMania week. By the week, time you're hearing it, by the yeah. time you're hearing this, um, what are some of your favorite WrestleMania matches? Because, like with me, I and I don't know if I ever mentioned that I did. I haven't. I didn't get into wrestling until later in life, um, but the mm-hmm. first WrestleMania I remember was WrestleMania 20 because I literally started watching wrestling uh, with the right. go-home show for WrestleMania 20. But the first WrestleMania that I saw was WrestleMania 21. And uh, my favorite, I think my favorite WrestleMania match ever is the aforementioned uh, Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Like It is just like 30 minutes of two certified Hall of Famers, two of the best to ever do it. Uh, just fucking beating the shit out of each other just doing everything that they do all the little nuances like everything that they are the best at they do it you know um and if you have the wwe network uh there's this like 30 minute probably like half hour documentary on on the match itself it's with like Shawn michaels you know and kurt angle uh along with like johnny gargano makes appearances um, michael cole makes appearances uh, and they just talk about, like, putting the match together, how it was their first time ever working, how Shawn Michaels was like, fuck, like, I gotta step my game up because, like, Kurt Angle is Kurt Angle, you know? He's, right. Like, they don't call him a wrestling machine because it's a cute nickname. Like, the band is a straight up, I mean, not, which, is,
1: which is weird for someone like Shawn Michaels to think, you know? that That's high praise.
0: Yeah, exactly, which... I, it's funny, there, there's a line where Kurt says where um, as they, like the week that they were all uh, kind of getting ready for mania where they typically go over things and kind of just talk about what they want to do, uh, <laughs> he's like Shawn Michaels that walks right up to him, he's like, I'm not scared of you, all right? He's like, I know you, I'm not scared of you. And Kurt was just like, yeah man, um, I'm, I'm pretty easy to work with, you know, so no worries. But I guess that was just, uh, that was Sean's way of like, if you're going to fucking shoot on me, dude, like, I'm fucking prepared. I'm not
1: going to back down. Yeah. yeah. Cause
0: Sean Michaels was like an amateur wrestler himself, but Kurt Angle won a gold medal for it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yes. Yeah, so- broken freaking neck. With a broken freaking neck, so I mean, that's you know that's always my go-to. That's always one of you know just up there. Um, but what are what are some like some of your go-to WrestleMania matches that you know when people when people mention WrestleMania, what's the best WrestleMania match that you're instantly like oop?
1: Well, yeah, I got a few, but I gotta say, like, and I, it's completely apropos to the situation we're in now is uh, WrestleMania 18, Rock versus Hogan. Icon versus Icon. Um, That's a classic example of the crowd making the match way bigger than the sum of its parts. So like, and a lot of people say this is one of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. Um, I think John Cena famously said, but if you turn the volume off and watch the match, it's a horrible match. It's not great at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the rock's a great performer, but he was working with Hulk Hogan, who in his prime, You know, outside of his Japan stuff, wasn't the best work rate monster. But um, you turn that music back up, and I think think it was in Toronto. The entire crowd was just, oh, they had the crowd in the palm of their hands. The Rock decided to go heel, even though he was a face at the time. And uh, just that match alone changed storylines. Like, right after WrestleMania turned Hogan babyface. And uh, it was a classic, like, passing of the torch to The Rock. I think The Rock even just spoke about it recently saying he wasn't sure if in the match Hogan was going to say, you know what, I'm winning tonight, which I think is a little, you know, a little wrestling BS. But, um, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to go back and you're on the network, watch Hogan versus Rock. And that crowd, it literally, The Rock says he's the most electrifying. This is an electrifying crowd reaction. And, like, if every WrestleMania moment could have a crowd like this... uh it would be great. But it, it just goes to show you how much a crowd makes a difference in the match. Like so there's that. That's probably my top all time favorite. Um, whew, let me see. I got um Ric Flair's retirement match with Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Great. Love that.
0: Um I know one of my go to's for, for the longest Is Edge versus uh, Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22, their hardcore match? Oh,
1: is that with the spear through the flaming table? Mm -hmm. Which. Whoa, that was pretty good too.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, that WrestleMania 22, I always have, like, a weird, like, (sighs) about because it was the last WrestleMania here in Chicago. And that was, like, I was super, super into fucking wrestling then. And I remember asking my parents, I was like, can you, can I, i just want to go to wrestlemania but like they weren't they weren't ever gonna spend even like cheap seat money you know like my parents were like lower middle class so they didn't have the money and especially this was like a thing that i just got into you know (laughs) i'm sure had it been something that i'd been into since i was like you know eight years old or something they'd be like all right sure you know yeah, little did they know. <laughs> yeah, little little did they know their little boy would have a pro wrestling T tattoo on his arm. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, they de- they were like, uh, "Don't worry about it." Uh, you know, we'll we'll order it for you on pay per view. And I was just like, "I want to go," but unfortunately, I didn't go. And my little brother actually got to go, but that's because he was small enough then to wear. Um, like he just sat on my uncle's lap. Yeah. And, like, they were, like, yeah, that's fine. I remember just being so angry. Mom's, like, well, like, he's a baby, you know? He can go, like, yeah. you w- 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 you know, you can't. Like, w- what do you want us to do? And just being very salty. But I remember they ordered me a stadium-sized pizza from Congress, one of my favorite pizza places. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that WrestleMania 22 match is just fucking awesome. Like, even in the beginning where you have, like, McFoley come out in flannel. Edge spears him. It's one of my favorite spots ever. Edge spears yeah. him, and he kind of, and you know, and he like, you see him kind of like wriggling around, his arms just leaking blood, and you're like, what? what did I miss something? Like, what the fuck happened? And McFoley, you know, with a shitting grin, just takes off his flannel, and he's he he has a barbed wire wrapped around his belly. So when Edge speared him, you know, he got he you know he got cut up yeah. pretty good and yeah man like i just i wasn't i hadn't seen much of any like hardcore wrestling then you know cuz hardcore wrestling a lot of like that ecw new jack kind of shit not really into it even now more so with like the gcw deathmatch stuff not not or a even big... like
1: old uh, fmw deathmatch stuff yeah.
0: yeah definitely you know i i've seen like one of those barb wire rope exploding fire <laughs> chainsaw matches and i'm like oh that's fine i i saw that one and that's all i needed uh but yeah man this is and then you know like you mentioned gets speared through the fucking flaming table and uh big foley like famously tells the story of like after that wrestlemania his wife was like oh my god is that okay and he's like i'm i'm the one that went through the fucking table like yeah he's fine (laughs)
1: The, the, the one classic like WrestleMania thing is after Spear, after uh, Edge spears him from out of the ring through the table, the look on his face. Mm-hmm. He has like the most crazed, insane look on his face.
0: But that's uh, the, which that's the one thing with like Edge is you got to give the man credit for like his facials.
1: He's very expressive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, like he's just through and through this man knows how to fucking how to sell, yeah. you know, how to sell taking a move. Um but yeah, you know, like an, I think uh are there any other matches that particularly stick out to you?
1: Um so like when I when I was younger, like all the early WrestleMania stuff um you know, you had Andre uh Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior uh Let me see what what else. would oh, Steamboat versus uh, versus um, Macho Man for the Intercontinental Championship. After he smashed Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's larynx with the ring bell, and you know he he has this magnificent robe and he declares himself the Lord and Master of the Ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this was like peak Macho Man insanity at the time. Um, yeah, to, to me, like I grew up. Watching a lot of the the really old like single digit, uh, WrestleMania, so I my childhood is like intrinsically linked with that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I really loved. Uh, I think, I really loved Rock versus Hogan. That's the one that like, if anyone asks me, that's the first thing I think of is WrestleMania is that match. So
0: I think a one WrestleMania match that people forget about, um, which I know I I don't is uh Owen versus Brett at WrestleMania ten.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, like, that's... that's WrestleMania
1: 10 is a really great card.
0: Yeah, you know, like, a lot of those older Manias, not the, uh, not the most memorable. But this one, definitely, like, WrestleMania 10 was pretty good because then it's, in the main event, what is it? It's, like, Brett versus... Is it Yokozuna? Uh, was that 10? I believe... So it's Brett versus someone because he opens up the show, uh wrestling Owen and then Brett
1: versus Yokozuna was they were at Caesars Palace they were all wearing like togas right and shit that was Jim Ross's debut
0: okay so then it's whichever so whatever the main event is then for um for for uh Wrestlemania 10 where you know Brett beats Owen or no Owen does Owen beat him?
1: Owen beat so Owen beat Brett, but then Brett went on to win the title yeah, later that evening. Because I remember which Owen.
0: Yeah, because they even show they even show the one bit like at the end where everyone comes out, congratulates him, throws him up on his shoulders. Yeah, and, and you see Owen; he's just there, and he's just like, "Nope, I'm out," you know, and just doesn't like congratulate him. Which again, is just fun yeah. storytelling. You know, whenever you can produce fun. Fun callbacks like that—that's always good. Um, yeah,
1: It was always great for that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, like with all the WrestleMania, it's weird. Like I haven't ever really dedicated. Like I know a lot of people are like WrestleMania seventeen, but uh, I don't know. I'm like, you know, again, I think it's. I a know. I think you have to be a. You have to be. It's a. You know, a, a product of that time. Is that is that the right? turn of phrase yeah i mean
1: i mean you're i think you're spoiled in that you you came into wrestling right when like work rate was a thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. <clears throat> back then i so the one with yokozuna was wrestlemania 9
0: okay
1: but like but like so like for instance that wrestlemania was outdoors during the daylight and it just it was kind of weird
0: it wasn't a parking lot uh,
1: <laughs> like it was uh, Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. You got this big man in a fur suit with like his junk covered up in fur. Um, you had like Money Inc. versus, uh, I think it was like, H- yeah, it was Hogan and uh, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And then you had Bret Hart versus Yokozuna he- who loses and then Hulk Hogan just comes out and beats Yokozuna randomly. And it was clearly like a case of politics where Hogan's like, "Let me get that belt real quick," um, but it it was memorable, you know. Like, uh, I don't know. I I like all the early WrestleManias. I think they're they're a little gimmicky, but they're fun.
0: Which I'm kind of that way with uh with like the like all the ones you know from the from twenty to like thirty, basically. Because there's some like there's some that I forget happened like. Batista versus John Cena was a match that happened at WrestleMania. Like mm-hmm. Cody versus Rey Mysterio was a match that happened. Um, it was always fun when they had the Money in the Bank ladder matches too because
1: yes, that was better as a part of WrestleMania rather than a pay per view. Yeah,
0: because just seeing seeing what all those dudes could come up with. And granted, it is it, it, like I I always prefer when they keep it to like six people. Because when yeah. it, when it started to get to like two when you know it was like twelve people, it's like, all right, what the fuck are we doing here because at this
1: well, and here's the other thing they they also started adding like John Cena and Kane to these matches, and it's like, this is not what this match is about like they for, completely forgot that it was for people that you know never got a shot at the title mm-hmm. and then like kane or like mark I, I don't I don't remember if Mark Henry was in one of those matches, but like these gigantic dudes that have held titles should not be in this match.
0: The, I remember the second Money in the Bank ladder match, the one that RVD won in Chicago. It was Ric Flair was in that match. Yeah, like Ric Flair should, should not should, be in that Flair should never be in a ladder match, but there he was. And I remember he he takes like a giant fucking bump off the ladder, and like Bobby Lashley was in that too. Very very weird. Just like a very weird mania. Yeah, yeah, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's it's weird. WrestleMania is this weekend, and I've kind of just—I don't know. I have
1: interest in it, and it sucks because we normally treat it almost like Super Bowl. Like my wife makes a bunch of hors d'oeuvres, you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we, we get a bunch of snacks and stuff, and we we almost treat it like a Super Bowl because it's it's incredibly long. And but like you know, if you love wrestling, no matter no matter where you are in the wrestling spectrum, you pay attention to WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. You know, like I, like I, again, didn't watch yesterday. I went back and I listened to, uh, John Pollock and waiting of post wrestling, you know, review the show and friends of the show. Um, and I was just like, all right, I guess I should go back and rewatch the, um, boneyard match, but nothing like nothing else that they talked about. Was I like, Oh, I should I should really go check that out. Yeah. Didn't
1: <laughs> I mean the, the only thing I the only thing other than parts of the Boneyard match I saw was Kevin Owens versus uh Seth Rollins.
0: That giant bump and he the, took. I, I saw gifts of that.
1: Yeah, the Falcon arrow at the ringing print.
0: Oh,
1: oh But like it it feels like it's a waste because like
0: There's no one's there, there to
1: experience it. You know what I mean? And it's just like if that happened at WrestleMania, the crowd would be like, whoa, and like, they're robbed of that. We at home are robbed of that. It's just, it's a shitty situation all around, but.
0: I mean, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how next year's, if, if it happens, um, yeah, how that'll be.
1: The earth is still around.
0: Yeah. You know, for all we know, um, it's very much like a, uh, uh, what is that? The, uh, the fucking the train movie uh, by Jung Bu, uh, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, yeah. Yeah, it might all be a Snowpiercer like situation. And uh, I'm eating a baby on the fucking train talking about that one time I went to WrestleMania. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, speaking of empty arena wrestling, I guess AEW has taped like maybe months of content just in case
0: yeah which which is is definitely yeah definitely fucking smart i mean
1: i hope they don't have to use all that footage because i don't want to see any more of this but like i was thinking so like watching these are weird no matter like if you're watching nxt or raw or smackdown dynamite but i think like wwe is in a unique position where they could just rewind the clock and say hey the, until this thing's over, we're gonna watch what was going on in the Attitude Era right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And have something from this week in like '97, and when you know DX is running around, you got Stone Cold and The Rock. You know they're they're fighting for Intercontinental Championship. Like, why can't you do stuff like that? And then like you expose new viewers. I I guess maybe some of it's not suitable for you know PG thirteen, but Like, what a great advertisement for the network.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could definitely be like, hey, you love, uh, you know, you love Randy Savage. Here's this awesome Randy Savage match. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you check out this fucking Randy Orton match from WrestleMania, too? And oh, hey, Randy Orton, he wrestled Seth Rollins in that match. You you like Seth Rollins, too. Here's another Seth Rollins match. Yeah, Yeah, like there's
1: spotlight a wrestler every week.
0: They've there's, got, yeah, they've got the biggest, so much stuff. they've got the biggest library ever. Um, so they, I I kind of hope they do more of that or even more of like these, you know, like I mentioned the, and, and they've done several of, of those cause they did an NWO one and a one on Eddie and Ray. Um, I think it's right. untold stories. I believe that's what it's called, but like show that, do that. You know, like yeah. I, I, I three things at you don't know how excited I was when I was like, wait, there's a specific wrestling documentary on this, you know, my favorite WrestleMania match. Like, fuck, I guess I got to watch now. And um, yeah. like, oh, f-
1: and, and you tell me that if I pay 9 nine ninety nine a month, I have access to many more stories just like this,
0: <laughs> you know, and they've only got what, 35, 36. Is this WrestleMania 36 or 35? I think it's 36. Hey, huh? funny enough, the 36th episode. You know? Yeah. So there's 36, you know, there's at least 300 matches. <laughs> at yeah. least 300 matches you can highlight. They're probably not all worth highlighting, but there's definitely, you know, WrestleMania matches that you can go back and highlight.
1: Yeah, you, but you, you also have, you know, Saturday Morning Superstars. You got Raw, you got SmackDown, you have Shotgun Saturday Night, Sunday Night Heat.
0: All that you've got Everything. so
1: much stuff, and then you got world class documentaries. Like this is this is the time where you tell you tell all your your road crew, you tell all your wrestlers, you know what? Go home, be with your families, because they're scared too, right? All these guys are on the road setting up shit, or you know, I guess they're not on the road anymore. They're they're going at the performance center, but like, send them home and just you got an embarrassment of riches. There's no reason for these guys to be out there exposing themselves any more than they have to. Um, AEW's in a slightly different position. Like they kind of got to do what they got to do, but WWE, come on, man.
0: Yeah. um, Your brains. Yeah. I'm, I'm full. I'm fully for that idea. Now I, I hope, you know, I kind of hope this, this forces, forces Vince to, you know, to be a little bit more creative with, how he presents his product. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think with that, you know, we'll, 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 we'll call it a, we'll call it a week. Um, unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to get Dr. Sean barking on for this week's episode. Just busy. <sighs> yeah. With, with how much worse things are getting, you know, he, he didn't have the time and we didn't, we, we, you know, we didn't want to bother him. We bother. Yeah. I so, mean, we did. Yeah, but we definitely did. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe maybe at some point uh, when things have calmed down a little bit more, um, we'll have him back on. Uh, but we're working Oops. right now on lining up uh, actually the- a few guests uh, for next week. Um, yeah, Let us know what you thought of, uh, you know, the bonus episodes. Those are, you know, Dave and I always be happy to record some more of uh, those kinds of things if it's something you guys are into, especially because, yeah. um, you know, we don't mind putting out some more extra content. You know, we don't don't have right now like a a Patreon. No, you guys can't get enough of us. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we don't have like a Patreon or anything like that. But if you guys want to support us, uh, feel free to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash PWTCast. You know, buy a t-shirt. And um, as we mentioned before, Dave's working on a few new designs for uh, the next sale. Uh, And as a little incentive, um, if you purchase one of those shirts, one of the new shirts or even one of the older shirts, um, you know, during the sale, we'll all go ahead and throw in these cool holographic uh, PWT cast stickers that we made, you know, they're, yeah, they're
1: beautiful. too. Right.
0: They're very reminiscent of uh, like when you'd go to like a laundry mat or some kind of like convenience store or I know at pizza hut. When I was younger, we'd go to pizza hut a lot. They would have them, you know, you'd, yeah. you'd put like the, the quarters in and you'd get like a weird Rastafarian smiley face. Or like smoke. an
1: alien with a peace sign up. <laughs>
0: or like those homies, you remember the little homie toys. Yeah. I love homies. <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd get one of those. Uh, so it's very yeah. reminiscent to like those holographic stickers that you used to get. Um, and then we have like another PWT cast sticker that we'll throw in there just, you know, as a thank you, because again, uh, without all of you guys, we wouldn't be here and, you know, we appreciate every single one of you. Um,
1: yeah. And also if you got, if you got a little extra scratch, I know a lot of us don't, but like, you know, there's also the, the pro wrestling tees, one hour tees employment fund, uh, thing where you could donate a dollar, add it to your cart, and it, it helps, you know, some of the workers that can't actually work from home or do limited hours at the shop trying to get stuff out. You know, these guys have all worked long hours to get you your merch, uh, to make sure that during holidays or sale times you get your stuff ready so you can wear it for a pay-per-view or just to show your friends how cool of a wrestling fan you are. And so a lot of these people that worked hard for you unfortunately can't work. And so... Um, you know, this was something Ryan wanted to do to maybe kind of help out, and it gets divided amongst all the people that aren't working now. So, you can do one, you can do a hundred, you do as many as you want. We're not going to stop you, but um, you know, think about that too. If only if you got it, but
0: um, yeah, and you know, hey, if you you know if you do have a you know some change and you want to to help out a good cause. Um, and help out of small businesses, you know, there, there's two of them that uh, sponsor the show and M3 Toys, yes. uh, you know, Michael, Stupid Michael, him and his wife, Monica, they run M3 Toys. It's a, it's a litany of, you know, different toys that you can go on there and buy i always single out the funko pops because those are my favorite but they got a lot of a lot of fun stuff on their website and if you use the promo code pwtcast you get 10 percent off uh and then same you know with cryptic closet friend of the show Vinny, former guest Vinny, he runs uh cryptic closet which is like a, a lot of fun like horror themed uh, apparel um he's got his fanny devito fanny packs which is blowing up you know it's yeah and in case you're wondering what is a fanny devito It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a a fanny pack with Danny DeVito's uh, likeness, his face, and little tuffets of hair on the side. And, you know, he also... uh, Go ahead. He
1: recently expanded the line. He's got the new Fanny Sanders, which is a Bernie Sanders-themed fanny pack in the same vein as uh, the Fanny DeVito's. Um, I hear a few of those are going up to the Bernie Sanders campaign as we speak, so keep a lookout. Maybe Bernie Sanders is going to be rocking one. But... um, yeah, Vinny's running a sale. Uh, if you just use the code PWTCast at uh, TheCrypticCloset.com, you get a whole ass 20% off everything shirts, pins, patches, fanny packs, you name it, he's got it. And uh, just because you're a friend of the show, uh, he's giving you an extra whole ass 20% off. So that's TheCrypticCloset.com.
0: Gotta love Vincenzo, right?
1: I love him. He's like a brother from another mother.
0: Love, we love Vinny over here. Moses too. His, yeah. Moses to his brother.
1: Love Moses. If and you've it. ever seen this guy's hair, it's incredible.
0: The most beautiful hair on a man I've seen. Uh, but still, thank you guys for for joining us this week. Um, unfortunately, though, you know Dave and I, we've been talking all week, so I've run out of things to yeah. say. Yeah,
1: I'm a little hoarse right now. I gotta rest the old pipes, so I think I gotta. I'm done.
0: Me too. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna cook dinner for for the week, and then. Uh plop done in front of my television and play some god of war. Uh so I guess that means only one thing. Uh for the PWT cast, I've been Scrump. And this is Stank. Uh and this is Friend of the Show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here. Friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. And good night. Bang bang.